0: Inside access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fair. Ravens sit at 5-3 and three in first place in the AFC North. They're back in action Monday night as they're down in new Orleans and that's the bye week and let's talk some Ravens football as we head out to the Ashley furniture guest hotline and our weekly chat with uh former Raven, Ray Rice and Ray, good afternoon. Thanks as always for joining us. Well, you must've loved the second half Thursday night as the Ravens just ran the ball down Tampa Bay's throat.
1: It looked like an old school Ravens game, man. It looked like they was playing very, you know, good complimentary football. And, uh what a showing by Isaiah Likely! Yeah. He's a Patrick Ricard, different version, meaning he's a mobile mismatch.
0: Yeah. Well, Ray, the Ravens made a big-time move at the trade deadline, bringing in Roquan Smith. What did you think of the trade? And, hey, you were on the team in 2010 when the Ravens were aggressive and brought in an Anquan Bolden. I mean, how much does that fire up a, a team?
1: Well, you know what, I, I I love the trade based off the simple fact of, you know, the NFL is about scoring, and it's hard to stop NFL offenses to hold them stagnant like, like that. I mean, obviously the Ravens have always, we have always been predicated on our defense, but when you add a Roquan Smith, and th- to be honest, if I'm Patrick Queen, I'm really happy mm-hmm. because... That's a guy with the defense that they play. And he's run; they're, they're running with anyone. Like you're not dealing with the Ray Lewis type linebacker, the six, you know, six two, six three, two hundred and sixty, two hundred fifty pound linebackers. You're dealing with guys that can run. Not saying Ray couldn't run, but the later years of Ray, these guys were straight up burners. Like. Roquan Smith, if you look it up, I think he ran like a 4-4 yeah. at the combine. Like, and he's... And quite frankly, he doesn't have to be the biggest guy, but look at look at what he's doing. I mean, he's the leading tackle in the NFL for a reason.
2: Ray, you've talked a lot this year about the... sort of the, the Ravens being very cautious with J.K. Dobbins. And now we've got a situation where where Gus, and it's it's a different, you know, sort of thing than the knee he went through, but... They played two two games in rapid succession, and he played more than I think a lot of us thought he might until he suffered the injury. You've got this sort of super mini buy here, and then you play a game and then you have a buy. Do you do you have a, a sort of hunch on how they play this? Because there might be a case to be made for, you know what I mean, giving Gus this extreme rest and coming back on, you know, the uh, the other side of this thing Thanksgiving week.
1: Well, one thing I'm seeing is I mean, there's one ball to go around. I think I think you you be aggressive now, right? And if you come out of this six and three, you're in total control of, you know, first place yeah. with the real with the real bye week. I know one thing for sure, two things for certain is that Gus Edwards is not taking he's he's getting a lot of mental reps in practice. I think he's earned that right. Mm-hmm who, you know, be a veteran and understand, like, he worked his tail off. Like, I actually seen Gus rehabbing in the offseason. And I could tell you, you know, first impression, like, I'm like, man, like, you you look at this guy, I'm like, damn, man, if he just gets, like, like all he needs to get back is healthy. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And so I see I see exactly the work that he put in and quite frankly, like that's that's hard to stop coming downhill at two hundred and forty yeah. pounds and he's not and he's not somebody who's I mean, you look at what Derek Henry's doing and I would say add a healthy Gus Edwards to that and it's kinda of what what you have.
0: We're speaking to Ray Rice. It's inside access on the fan. And
1: Ray, when you
0: came to Baltimore as a rookie, you didn't have to be the guy in the backfield. You had Willis McGay. You had LaRon McClain. Isaiah Likely, he didn't have to be the guy, but he did on Thursday night. Mark Andrews played just 10 snaps, and Isaiah Likely had that breakout game. How big of a boost is it for a rookie's confidence to have that type of performance?
1: I think when you look at that situation, right, you know Mark ain't going nowhere. So I think what you can say is, I mean, I I think we can all agree that him being behind Mark Andrews, look at what it's done for him. Not saying that, you know, taking nothing away from the coaches, but sometimes you got to be a great follower to be a great leader. (laughs) And I think that if you look at what Mark Andrews has put out year after year, and I'm sure his work ethic is, you know, through the roof, even with his, you know, um, situation with the diabetes and stuff. Like, that, like he has to play a whole different game to get his body ready. So I think that when you look at a guy of his stature, you know, his level of stardom and the way he attacks work, I think that's one of the most attractive things you can see as a rookie coming in and saying, like, you know, I don't need to be the guy, but I can learn from the guy. And I can, you know, go out there and produce as well. We all know what it looks like later in his career. If he can continue this, obviously, down the line, the Ravens have a decision to make. But this kid's gonna have a beautiful future. You know, he looks like a <laughs> he looks like a big wide receiver mm-hmm. and his body. It's a it's a great fit.
0: Ray, we've watched Lamar Jackson do incredible things as a Raven, but before the Tampa game, he's kind of scuffling for the prior three weeks, and the first half wasn't great either, but he played. He was 8-for-8 in the second half for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns. They're going to need Lamar Jackson his best if they're going to make a deep run, so you got to feel good about what you saw in the second half.
1: Yeah, I feel great. I mean, listen, I've always felt good about Lamar. I think, like I said, the thing that makes him great is that Look at what every look at everything that's been thrown at him. you know i I'll stand true on this. I think that the game experience for him that he has to receive and go out there and the criticism that he has to always be under because of his contract situation. if you look at what he's done over the first half of the season, it's quite frankly remarkable. The man is a walking target out there, and everyone knows. I heard a coach say it out there when they were playing against Tampa. He said, well, um, he's faster than I thought. You still have to play the game. So everybody who comes in talking about we're going to do this, like try to do this with Lamar, this, that, and the other, you know, um, it just quite frankly doesn't work. He's that special of a football player. So I've always told our fans and told y'all on here, man, we just got to enjoy this greatness as long as we can because he's truly something
2: special to watch one well, ray we talked about his workload a lot on the show yesterday and sort of one of the themes when you dig into the numbers is he's running less through eight games than he ha- ever has before but he's running better i mean he's averaging 7.4 yards per carry and the ravens as a team are averaging almost 5.7 which is you know almost a half a yard better than anybody else in football like that's pretty astounding
1: yeah i, I think like, i mean i'm not watching the guy who looks like He's not going through his progression. Like, he actually, I mean, just being honest with you, if you look at the growth and maturity, right, early in his career, he would try to throw his way out of a sack. Sometimes taking a sack is just getting us to the next down, Yeah. right? Like, that's maturity because there are times where you think he's going to step up and he's trying to extend the play, but at least his eyes are down the field. If he gets sacked, he's eating that one. And you know what? The thing that we're talking about is not turning over the ball. I think that's maturity when you understand the value of getting to the next down. Because there are times when early in his career, like you said, LeBron's a playmaker. He's going to try to make the play. But he only got like three seconds back there, 1-1,000, two one thousand, 1000 1000 and the ball has to be gone. So if he's trying to extend the play and he ends up taking a sack, sometimes we got to understand we don't like the play. But that's the best play for that situation rather than him trying to force the ball. And we can get our punt team on the field and pin the team back. So I think it's very good complimentary football, but growth on his behalf.
0: Ray Rice, always great, man. We'll chat Thank next week. Thank you, brother. Pete.
1: No, always a pleasure.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.